It's the Gita Interviews, the premier global IT solution podcast, where we talk to the CEOs and business leaders who are growing their companies through global partnerships. I'm your host, Emery Giositz, the executive director of the Global IT Alliance. Hi, welcome to the GITA Podcast. I'm your host, Emery Giositz, the Executive Director of the Global IT Alliance, and I am very happy to be joined today from Shanghai, William Ho. William is the CEO of HKBN Joss, and he's joining us today. Very late his time at night, so I appreciate that. Hi, William. <laughs> Hello, Emery. A pleasure to be on your show. It's, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure, absolutely. You know, I was so pleased to visit you earlier this year in Hong Kong, and I have to say, well, we got some great business things done, and it was a very wonderful meeting. Uh, the food was my favorite part, which is not unusual for me, but it was by far my favorite part. So again, thank you for that hosting earlier this year. You're very welcome. You should come more often. I've convinced everyone that I should <laughs> as often as possible. So, William, yes. to our audience, uh, HKBN Joss has been part of the Global IT Alliance since the beginning. Yeah. And uh, we've had a couple yeah. of different leadership changes over the years, but we'd love to know more about you. So tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Yeah, of course. So, uh, you know, I'm from Hong Kong. I grew up in Hong Kong. Um, and I went to school in Canada. So I uh, went to college in Canada. I worked for Belt Northern Research in my early days, and I also worked in the U.S. Uh, for the past 30 years, I've been working in Asia Pacific. Um, specifically, uh, I spent over uh, 10 years living in Beijing and uh, doing business in Beijing. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm very lucky to have the opportunity to look at the transformation of China. Uh, I started doing business with, in China in 1999. So it's been uh, 24, 25 years, um, lots of changes. Um, and uh, Hong Kong Broadband Jaws is actually, uh, you know, a role that I, uh, I joined the company uh, over a year ago. Uh, you know, it's exciting time. You know, we acquire few companies and, and the goal is really to transform the business uh, into, you know, from a local telco to a, you know, ICT uh, powerhouse to provide end-to-end um, -end technology solutions to our customers. Perfect. So exciting time for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I do remember, and our Canadian friends at CompuGen will love to hear <laughs> that you are still a, a massive Edmonton Oilers fan. So, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, so that, that's one thing you took with you. So that's great. That's yeah. great. So you, you touched on it a little bit already when you talked about mm -hmm. uh, the landscape. Talk a little bit for me. Uh, I know you're representative in yeah. China. You represented Hong Kong, a couple of other countries in the region. Talk to me a little mm -hmm. bit about the, the technology regulatory landscape that's going on there and how you guys function through that yeah um so the technology landscape obviously has been evolving you know in the past 10 years i mean looking back to my old days um you know i used to work for u.s companies and uh you know i was selling technologies in china uh selling the technologies to the government to the you know enterprise in there um you know if i look at 10 to 20 years ago it's really a very fascinating market that they are very, very hungry for high-tech products and services. Now, if I look at, you know, if I look at five years ago or even 10 years ago, uh, we start to see that some of the local vendors are really evolving into a, you know, more sophisticated market players mm. in the space. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, this is an opportunity for the local vendors to, you know, to thrive uh, and also to expand. But at the same time, it's, you know, it's a challenge for, you know, the U.S. companies or even the European companies in China, because the competition obviously has been, you know, increasing drastically 
um, in the last few years. Uh, for Hong Kong, uh, Hong Kong is actually quite neutral. You know, Hong Kong is really the entry or the door for getting into China. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're very lucky that, uh, you know, we get to see both sides of the development. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a very good visibility and collaboration with uh, technology companies uh, from the U.S. Mm-hmm. And also we've been very much looking at the, uh, you know, uh, working with the local vendors from China as well. So I, we're getting the best of both worlds. Sure. Um so that's from a technology uh, partnership perspective. But uh, the other side that we notice is really the, the customers. You know, we're seeing that international uh, customers going into China, especially the MNCs, you know, the multinational corporates. Sure. Uh, and, and in the recent years, we actually see a rapid increase in terms of the numbers of Chinese companies going global. Hmm. So. Um, you know, one is more localized, uh, localizing the, you know, the international companies and into the China standard and the other is actually translating the China standard into, you know, based on the international, uh, international platforms. So, uh, very interesting dynamics that we're seeing in the past five to six years. That's great. That's great perspective. How do you visualize the competitive landscape? You mentioned that there's a lot more competition, but is it mm-hmm. is it smaller companies competing with you for services? Is it larger ones doing everything that you guys do? Mm-hmm. Give me a little light on that. Mm-hmm. For, so Hong Kong Broadband is the second largest telco in Hong Kong. And, uh, you know, Hong Kong is, is relatively a small place. You know, the we have a population of 7.5 million people. Um, and, uh, you know, for a small play, a small place like Hong Kong, uh, our business is really number one to focus on serving our local customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is to look for expansion. Now, the expansion is really, you know, uh, covering two aspects. One is how do we support our customers to expand into the new regions? Mm. Uh, and the other is, you know, where are the opportunity in the new regions that we can go after, that we can grow our business like locally there? And, um, you know, with the 7.5 million population, but if I look at the adjacent market, mm-hmm. which is the Greater Bay Area of China, um, which has a 8.5, uh, uh, sorry, which has 85 million people population there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is equivalent to a Germany population. Oh, yeah. Wow. Right, so so we don't even we don't even need to like go to China and try to get you know cover the China market right. just by looking at the adjacent province, the Guangdong province. We already have a huge market there, so um, so it's really a good opportunity for us that you know serving after serving our customers, uh, how do we support them to expand their business in uh, in in China, especially mm-hmm. in the Greater Bay areas. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part of the expansion is really about, you know, the Hong Kong customers expanding it into ASEAN, you know, the Southeast Asia countries like Singapore, Malaysia and all that. So right. the way we looked at it is we're really operating out of a, a hub that is helping our customer to go to the regions at the same time, you know, supporting the customers moving into the region through Hong Kong into China. So um, it's a very dynamic uh, market, you know, and the customer movements is actually very fluid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we still see, you know, lots of opportunities um, right now and coming up in the next few years. You know, the hot topic, William, all over the world mm-hmm. is consistently right. cybersecurity, uh, privacy, right. data privacy. With AI coming, all the pitfalls of everything that you see out there. Talk to me a little bit about what you do today when it comes to cybersecurity mm-hmm. offerings and what you see coming down the pike. 
Now, uh, Emery, you're spot on. I think AI is really opening the door for everyone to be, you know, um, have the access to internet and, you know, the ability to, you know, I mean, if I look at the old days, uh, only the engineers or computer scientists can use computer until we have GUI, right? So when yeah. GUI comes, uh, when, you know, lots of people can start using it, but AI starting is actually starting a new path that even if you don't don't know how to use computer, you can actually use all the services through internet. For sure. Now, that, that's the benefit. Uh, but the side product is that everyone can also be a hacker because now you don't need to code. You don't need to learn computer science courses to learn how to code. Right. Uh, so that uh, represents a great opportunity for people to create their own application or their own services. But at the same time, you create the door for lots of being lots of people being hackers as well, right? So if I look at my to, if I look at my today's security offering, the portfolio, you know, we've been evolving uh, from many years ago. Uh, when I started uh, in this industry, the security uh, is actually pretty straightforward. You know, we have a VPN, we have a firewall, right. you know, and then we have an end device. Uh, Seems like know, ages uh, ago. <laughs> That, that was it. So it was actually pretty straightforward. Right, right. Um, as, as, as the technology evolved, we start to have, you know, uh, network securities covering the network at different layers. We start to have, you know, uh, server level and platform level securities. We have data management. We have application level securities. And then we have, you know, access control uh, and, uh, you know, basically user and uh, device authentication. So it's getting more sophisticated. And so far, you know, Hong Kong Broadband has been offering uh, all, the, um, all the solutions by using, by partnering with, the, you know, the, the, the top uh, security companies in the world, right? So that's including Auto Networks, Cisco, Fortinet, Checkpoint, I mean, you name it. Um, but... AIs, you know, the AI in the AI era, how do we address the security issue? That is actually a very, very new topic. Um, I was in Silicon Valley a month ago, and this is actually becoming a hot topic in the in the valley as well. Mm -hmm. That you know, you start to see companies coming up with uh, you know a new solutions, uh, and and I think we're still in the early stage in terms of security for AI. Uh, as much as Hong Kong Broadband is offering anything from, you know, basic network layer two to end-user device, end-to-end -end solutions, AI security is one area that we're monitoring very closely. You know, the application is still relatively new, and the market is still trying to figure out the loophole and what are the preventive actions that they can do. Right? So, um, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm actually quite optimistic that very quickly, we're going to see some cases and very quickly we're going to see those big players start to have new solutions um, to address the issue. But, you know, Emery, you're spot on. I mean, this is a very, very hot area that everyone is watching. Yeah. And this also represents a great opportunity for new startups to, to you know, to start to uh, develop new technologies and with new business in, in, in the new area. Yeah, for sure. You know, you are uniquely positioned because as a broadband company, you're serving mm. the general public as well. You're servicing homes, you're servicing businesses, you're seeing mm. the, the huge spectrum. And I think what's becoming more important uh, or, or increasingly more important is the home user because you have so many remote workers now who are utilizing a broadband network of their choosing. So that security That's level, correct. we didn't have 10 years ago or even five years ago for that matter, right? So the pandemic pushed us into taking care of the networks of the home user 
to ensure that your That's corporation's right. yeah. secure. Uh, do you have that kind of offering where you're handling the folks who are at home, just trying to navigate their own thing, working from home, and, and what they're doing in the office? Yeah, we actually have a very strong focus on the end-to-end security for the enterprise customers. Um, you know, anywhere from their network to their to, to their employees and devices. Uh, so that's the key area that we focused on. And uh, you know, I think we, you know, Hong Kong Broadband is probably the company that's providing the most sophisticated, you know, uh, enterprise level security solutions yeah. at that end. Now, from the consumer side of that, um, it's actually a little bit of a different landscape because. Um, you know, we provide home broadband access. Obviously, you know, the, the endpoints, the CPE that we provide at home, we provide a very secure tunnel, uh, you know, the VPN connectivity to the network. So from a connectivity point of view, it's actually very secure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it comes to application, uh, it's a cast of a thousand because sure. it really depends on what end devices that people use at home nowadays, right? Because, um, you know, we, we extend the home broadband into home Wi-Fi now. So through the Wi-Fi device, people are connecting, you know, PC, you know, mobile phones, sure. their TVs and everything. So it makes it very difficult, you know, at the application level to prevent that. Now, um, if I look at all the devices, uh, lots of companies are already providing, you know, uh, end user security level. But at least from our service level, when it comes to Wi-Fi or when it comes to the home broadband, we provide the first class uh, security solutions to make sure that, you know, the end customers will not be impacted by any, you know, uh, malicious attacks or by hacker, you know, any hacker activity. Sure, sure. And it elevates your company's overall abilities because you're servicing that broad uh, audience. So that's fantastic. Um, Let's talk for a moment about innovation. One, I'm Mm. curious to see how you see innovation coming because we talked about AI, Mm. but everything feels like it's coming even faster and more furious than ever before, right? Mm. So so what is HKBN just doing today uh, from an Mm. innovation standpoint, offers to the customers, direct to the end user, et cetera? Yeah. So the way we look at it is, you know, they're like immediate offering that we're providing to our customers, right? So our solution is designed based on the customer needs. So from a technology point of view, you know, we, we work with the best, I mean, the top technology company in, in the world, including you know, network players like Cisco or mm-hmm. uh, Microsoft and software, Oracle from application, EMC, NetApp. I mean, we have all the necessary supports that we need. So from a solution point of view, from the enterprise point of view, um, I think the innovation is about understanding the customer application and provide with them the best configuration and the solution that we can offer, right? Mm-hmm. So, and we're in a very, very unique location, Emery, because at one side, we have a lot of U.S. companies coming in, and we also have a lot of Chinese companies coming in. And the recent geopolitics, political, you know, uh, uh, issues that we're dealing with, um, a lot of solution that we're offering has to be compliance to both worlds. Sure. Right. I give you one example. You know, the customers using cloud solution, and they probably want to use a U.S. cloud because they want to go global. But at the same time, they also ask me and say, "Hey, can we put our mirror cloud using a Chinese cloud, so that if there's anything happening with my U.S. cloud, the question is, how fast can you migrate all my workload right. to the China to cloud, replicate. Yeah, or wow. vice versa? Right. Right. So, so the fascinating requirement that you probably don't see anywhere in the world, but here in Hong Kong, you know, you actually experience, you know, the two sides of the requirements and how we can fit into that. 
So a lot of innovation is really driven by the customer cases and their applications. Sure. So that's one side that we, we, we pay a lot of attention to, and that's our day-to-day. Right. Now, the other side of that is really about the upcoming new technology that we're looking at and what we're working on. So um, just give you some example. I mean, Web 3.0 is obviously one area that we looked at very seriously. You know, the blockchain technology, you know, aside from, you know, the coin mining, uh, there are really a lot of real life applications like logistic management, the you know the cryptocurrency that people use for trading, uh, state state owned crypto uh, you know platforms for you know between entity trading, sure. uh, data exchange, and all that. Uh, so that's one piece that we looked at and building the you know by building a platform level, network level, as well as application level. How can we serve our customers? Right. Right. And the second. Is the one that you just mentioned. I mean, AI is definitely coming. And we're actually the first company to launch ChatGPT with Microsoft in Hong Kong. Oh, wow. So, so that market is ramping up very, very quickly. We For start sure. to see some of the players coming in, start to actually help customers to design and build large language model to train their first bot and how to localize the large, you know, the, the LLM, right? Large language model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And localize it with their enterprise data so that they can provide very specific corporate services to their end customers. Right. So, so I think that's just the beginning of the, you know, the AI applications. We're looking into that a lot. But, you know, if you look at this, it's really a very exciting period that we have, you know, the cybersecurity, a complex cybersecurity solutions that we're working on, multi-cloud environments that we're working on, and the upcoming Web 3.0 infrastructure, AI, and et cetera, and et cetera. So, um, you know, this is the fun part of being in the tech space. Yeah. Is you're seeing all the fast changes, and in the past, it probably takes five to ten years to see the change. Now it's about two months. Yeah, it's about three months. It's or it's meteoric. About five months. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's meteoric. It's it's incredible. You know, two years ago, we really weren't here. We weren't talking about any of this. I recently um, was with a group of CIOs at Columbia University, and the first three presentations in that day were all about AI. And then when I got yeah. them into a room, I said, how many of you in your day-to-day operations are using AI? And it was none of them. And how, are you, how right. many of you are trying to run that business knowing that this is lurking behind you? And, of course, that was all the hands. So it is, it is an incredibly fast-moving situation that we're going to have to, of course, adjust to. I'm very impressed with what you said, what yeah. you guys are doing already. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Let's shift gears a little bit because after you mm. get through AI and after you get through cybersecurity, the biggest – conversation we have is sustainability, green initiatives. Mm. Uh, Most, like you said, most multinational corporations want their partner to have a plan around sustainability and around green. So talk to me a little bit about what you guys are doing at HKB and Joss around that. Yeah. So, um, you know, so uh, uh, obviously ESG is actually one of the key areas that we really focused on. Uh, Not only, you know, as a company and being a very responsible company, uh, you know, for the future development, as well as looking for solutions for our customers. So, uh, you know, um, we we are actually one of the leader in the ESG space in Hong Kong. Uh, we're number one in our in our industry, ranked by Hong, uh, you know the Hong Kong Ensign Sustainability Index. That uh, you know, in terms of score, congratulations. Uh, we are we're also uh, a score with a three star, which is the highest highest rating by. MSCI in terms of the ESG. So, so there are two fronts that we're really working on right now. So one is 
um, internal, right? About our people, you know, the diversity as well as, you know, the, the company people's involvement in driving the company's growth. Uh, so that's that's one piece there. The second is just from as a company, as a telco, uh, you know that, you know, the data center that we run, the network that we run, we consume a lot of energy every day, right? So For sure. I, we are in the in the in in the industry, and you know, a high energy consumption consumption based uh, uh, industry. So, how can we do a much better job ourselves in terms of to improve, you know, our consumption on the energy energy level? We have a corporate target of cutting fourteen percent of electricity consumption wow. in the next two years, uh, which translates to you know about twenty million dollars Hong Kong every year in terms of electricity saving, wow. and it's about Number one, the internal process that we do to minimize the carbon footprint is about upgrading our technology so that, you know, the usage of the energy will be much better utilized. And then the third is about our technologies in terms of network, in terms of data center. How can we optimize our equipment, um, you know, to, to reduce the electricity usage? Right. Right. So that's the internal side that we're very aggressively addressing. Um, on the other side, we also worked, you know, have, you know, special initiatives for our customers. So recently we launched a next generation ESG, mm. uh, you know, platform solution for the large enterprise customers in Hong Kong that we really work with some of the industry leading uh, technology uh, providers uh, with the next generation products that they have. Mm -hmm. They managed to cut down the electricity consumption by the devices from anywhere from 25% to as high as 55% Impressive. using, you know, different, different chipsets and optimizing their right. hardware designs, optimizing the circuit board design even, right? So the initiative is more about instead of going to the customer, selling them the solution, mm -hmm. is really having a good discussion about their ESG initiative and their concerns right. and how can we help them to migrate their solution at the same time achieve their ESG targets. Right. Right. right? So, so, so it's, it's a really a win-win situation because, you know, not only that they can get the latest technology, we retire the old one, but at the same time, have a very clear measure of measurable data or, you know, the action that they're taking and get a good score on an annual basis. Right. Um, so this is what we're trying to do as well. And on top of that, since we're like the leader in the industry, We've been promoting, you know, some of the best practices that we do in-house to the to our peers as well as to, you know, some of the large enterprises in in Hong Kong. Right, right. Do uh, does Hong Kong or China, in particular Hong Kong, have a program mm -hmm. to support companies in these initiatives as well? Yes. So the Hong Kong government has the ESG initiative. Ah. So we're working with the government and we're leveraging the program on that. Um, so, uh, so that's uh, that's obviously one area that we we're very focused, and we make sure that we're part of the you know good corporate citizen right. to drive that initiative. But on the other side, is really about our company's mission, right? If you look at our website, mm -hmm. you know our company's mission is to build our home a better place to live. Yeah. So, with or without the government support or initiative, we're doing it anyway. Yeah. Um, in the past, we tried to do, you know, charity, uh, we do, you know, recycle, you know, we support recycle, uh, recycling initiatives, but now with the GSG, the ESG framework that we have, we can actually funnel the energy and the funding mm -hmm. in a more proper way, which is a lot more measurable. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's also a lot more sustainable, you know, for, for our development as well. Yeah, that makes good sense. Um, follow up on that. 
when when you look at the sustainability topic or the ESG topic, do you find customers are coming to you requiring it, or are you more introducing it to them, or is it an even split? I think it's a bit of a both. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's probably you know uh, right now uh, it's actually a good thing because right now it's uh, you know it's seventy and thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, for for the customer that that we reach out, you know, we get a lot of responses. They're very very interested in uh, you know uh, in the ESG initiative, and they want to learn about uh, you know what we're doing. So uh, so that's that thirty percent. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, you know, when we started this ESG initiative, we start to participate in those forums and everything and the customers start to reach out mm-hmm. the minute that they learn that you got three star in the M- M- msci rating your number one in the Hansen sustainable uh, sustainability index they want to know so i'm very very happy to see that you know the communities actually have a very you know uh, strong awareness of what they do now some of the companies still trying to figure out what are the areas and how can they contribute right. But, you know, the interest and the passion around the topic is definitely there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think if we keep doing this, I think the momentum, we're going to get much better momentum in the next year or two. Yeah, that stamp of approval matters to the to the public for sure. Um, right. You know, the health of any organization is with their employees. And just in my visit, mm. you got a very healthy company. So all the employees were happy to be there, very proud of the organization. So congratulations mm. on that. Um you know, I, I try to end all these interviews with learning a little bit more about the person I'm talking to. Uh, yeah. And I ask this question usually at the end of all these is that what personally are you looking most forward to in your recent future? Are you traveling? Any sports? Th- I, I know your son's a swimmer. C- give me some idea mm-hmm. of what's what you're excited about coming personally. Well, I mean, the number one excitement coming in my way is the, the new NHL season. Uh-huh. I really like to see... The Oilers to be on uh, the Oilers to be on the ice again. Yeah. I think they have a good team. You know, they got the top players on the team, and I think they got a pretty good chance for the Stanley Cup this year. Uh, so that's re- something that I'm really looking into. And and Emery, you know me so well. You, you're spot on. Uh, the second thing that I'm, that I'm really looking in, uh, looking you know looking forward to is a uh, international uh, swim uh, uh, meet in Thailand uh, oh. in, uh, in in November that my son is. Uh, you know, uh, participating oh, and uh, he's, you know, uh, getting ready and doing all the trainings. Uh, the first time for him to compete at the international level. Very exciting. So, uh, yeah, so, um, and, uh, you know, and, and, and I can tell you, every the, uh, uh, the Michigan trip is very, very fruitful. You oh, know, that's great, great coaches and, uh, and I see good improvement uh, out of him and I'm sure he's going to have lots of fun in Thailand in, uh, in November. That's a great a little bit of a plug for the University yeah. of Michigan where you took your son over the summer. So that was fantastic. Yeah. Well, I, I got to tell you, the only thing that you said that I have to disagree mm. with a little bit is my Dallas Stars will be even better next year. We won't crumble <laughs> to the Vegas Knights the way we did. So, But it'll be a, a healthy competition, be the two of us. William, yeah. thanks for staying up so late to do this interview. I really appreciate your participation. Um, and, and this has been great to catch up. Um, with that, this is Emery Giositz. I look forward to talking to you soon. Check out Gita at www.gita.com and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Gita interviews. To find out more about the Global IT Alliance, please visit www.gita.com or follow us for more great interviews. 